as we come to celebrate Thanksgiving Day, we come with this heart of gratitude to give thanks to God for all the wonderful blessings that he has bestowed on each and every one of us. But the real question behind this Thanksgiving Day and across all of our readings today is what are we really thankful for? What are we really thankful for? We, you know, a lot of the times we are thankful for our jobs, thankful for the money we receive, thank you for our family, and all these other things. But we lose sight of truly what are we truly grateful for. We hear from the first book of Ecclesiastes, or um, Sirach. In the book itself, it writes, vanity, vanity, everything is vanity. Vanity here is not because it's in vain, but vanity in its full translation is everything is fading away. It fades away. It fades away. Everything fades away. So Sirach points to us what truly we need to be thankful for and why we are thankful for it. It begins with wisdom and understanding. This wisdom here is not the knowledge that we obtain but the fact that this wisdom, this understanding draws us beyond ourselves to something greater, something beyond ourselves. Recognizing that there is more to our lives than what meets the eye. The thing that fades away, there's something more that is eternal that doesn't fade away. That wisdom, that understanding draws us beyond that. Which then points us to our, the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesian. So what does it fade away? What doesn't fade away is our relationship with God. And for that reason, we need to give thanks for that relationship. We come and really, as we reflect on more of that letter to, to St. Paul, or the letter from St. Paul to the Ephesians, we find we are thankful because of that relationship. That relationship began at the beginning of time. And through him, all things were made. And through that, we have gained salvation. To help us better understand this, let's track back to the book of Genesis. We find that the rupture of our relationship occurred in the Garden of Eden. When man decides to turn away from God and truly not allow God to be in their lives. So think of it this way as human beings. If someone makes you mad and you want to just cut them off from your life, you just cut them off. Whether that's 5, 10, 15 years, or for the rest of your life, you cut that person off and you completely ignore them because they have burned you. They've betrayed you. You've they have lost your trust. So for us as human beings, it's so easy for us to just push someone away in life when they've hurt us. In the Garden of Eden, we decided to turn ourselves away from God. But God decided that he's not going to just leave us there by ourselves. He's not going to just turn his back on us. But instead, he pursues us till the end. He loves us so unconditionally that he didn't stop at the Garden of Eden. But for the rest of Scripture, we find he continues to pursue us, pursue us, pursue us. He loved us so much that his prized possession was given to us as a sacrifice. We really, as human beings, it's hard for us to understand that because we really don't want to give up our most prized possession. 
if we really ask ourselves, our prized possession is our life. Are we really ready to turn our life over for someone else? Someone we don't know. Someone that we could really care less about. Even our enemies, would we be able to turn our life over to them? And give our life, make a, a sacrifice of our life for them. But instead we find God the Father gives up Jesus Christ because he loves us so much and makes a sacrifice of his son so that he can restore all of us back into relationship with him. And so everything around us, everything he created points to him to help us really understand what that relationship entails to really be able to see God in everything that we do the air we breathe, the beauty behind the world around us, the fact that we are able to create all these things, cars, medicine, technology, is because God wants to point us to something beyond ourselves, which is himself. But sometimes we're grateful for just the food we eat, the family we have. These are all great things, but there's something pointing us beyond that. The love between husband and wife that brings about a child, does that not reflect the love God the Father has with his son to create us? These are the beauties behind everything. If we see someone as beautiful, could you imagine how much more beautiful God is if they were created in the image and likeness of God? They point us beyond ourselves, like the book of Sirach says pointing us to the reality of God. So for us to then give thanks to God for all the wonderful blessings he has bestowed on each and every one of us, but most importantly, the ability to call him Abba, Father. The fact that we have a God that loves us so unconditionally, that seeks us even when we're broken, even when we choose not to love him every day. He pursues after each and every one of us. But sadly, the thanksgiving doesn't stop there. We think about it, we talk about, I'm grateful for X, Y, and Z things. And we give thanks for those things. But what God invites us today is something beyond that. Not just to know and acknowledge and be grateful for it, but to go out and to share that with the world. At the end of every Mass, a ma our Mass that we come to celebrate is a daily Mass of Thanksgiving. And at the end of the Mass, you will hear deacons say, go, go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life. Because Thanksgiving in gratitude is not just about me receiving and acknowledging the gratitude and the things that I have received, but the fact is now we have to go out into the world and to share and speak of those things that we are grateful for. So the fact is, in, on Thanksgiving, we're not called to just be grateful for these things. We're not just called to be grateful for the fact that God loves us. But we hear in our gospel reading today, it is now our time when we leave here today to first give thanks to God, to acknowledge those blessings, and then to leave our doors sharing with everyone the gratitude, the attitude, and most importantly, the love that he has for each and every one of us. 
to share that by proclaiming and telling the whole world, telling all of Fort Worth of all the great things he has bestowed upon you this year, and especially how much he has loved you. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we prepare for our Thanksgiving Mass first, let us take what we learned here today and replicate that when we as a family gather around our Thanksgiving table to acknowledge and to recognize all the wonderful blessings he has bestowed upon us. Not just the little things, our family, our work, our money, and all these things, but the fact that God has created us, that God has loved us, and he wants us to go back to him. To secondly, to love him. How do we continue that relationship and be grateful for that relationship and to build on that relationship day after day after day? And finally, what do we do as a community to, to share that news? So when we go home today, when we gather our family around our Thanksgiving table, how do we share the love that God has for us? How do we speak of that love that he has shown us in our lives? And how do we proclaim that love to everyone we encounter today? Because I can tell you, my dear brothers and sisters, pick any store today. I want you to walk out to the store and tell me how much love people have for each other today. Because I can promise you there is none of that today. But now imagine what you can do to change the world with that love you've received here at Mass and sharing that with the world. Imagine how simple that would change someone's life. Now imagine what that could do for your family when you do that. So let us today, my dear brothers and sisters, not forget, and every day, not just today as Thanksgiving, a physical holiday for us to remember more intentionally, but every day we come to Mass, let us be thankful and grateful to God for all the wonderful blessings, especially the fact to be called His son, His daughter, the fact that He has saved us, and finally, the fact that we're called to go out on mission to love the world the way Christ has loved us every day and every moment of our life. Amen.